What's up, everyone, and welcome to Coffee and Chai, a podcast all around faith, culture, and our continued pursuit of happiness. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the show. brand new podcast coffee and shy and i'm so excited that you are checking us out today because we're talking around all things creativity i believe wholeheartedly that we were created in the image of god which meant that we were created with the innate ability to also create and oftentimes the biggest inhibitor to many of us creating is fear or anxiety or really the thought that what we produce might seem a little bit crazy In 1997, Apple launched this ad campaign called Think Different with a commercial that was narrated by the late, great Steve Jobs and opened up with the quote, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and square holes, the ones who see things differently. And it closed out with this quote. And while some may see them as crazy ones, we see genius because the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. And I believe that as we create things in life, no matter how crazy it might seem on the outside, it is often those things that change the world. And so today, I'm sitting down with one of my really good friends, Bled John. He is a lyrical genius, um, a rapper, an actor, an all-around creative, and we got to sit down to talk around creativity and faith. And so I pray that this conversation blesses you, inspires you, and encourages you. Enjoy. What's up, John? What's going on, man? Yo, welcome to the podcast, man. I appreciate you having me here. <laughs> <laughs> We're here, man. Um, and I kind of want to frame the conversation around creativity. Yep. Um, but before we really even jump into that, um, you are a musical artist, uh, yep. what I like to call musical <laughs> genius. <laughs> and uh, you go by the name Bled John. I do. And so just for everyone who may not know you, uh, what's Bled John? Where did that come from? Okay. Uh, what's what's the meaning behind the name? Because I don't think I've ever really asked you that. I've That's known crazy. you for a couple years now. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But tell me about it. Yeah, blood, John. Um, <clears throat> I guess it kind of derives from the word bludgeon. Um, it, it was kind of given to me. Um, so a bludgeon, uh, the object is a short club with like spikes on the end or whatever. Okay. And then, um, to bludgeon is to like viciously attack, and that's when when the name kind of came about that's this was like years and years and years ago and so i am kind of short you know <laughs> and uh, especially back then um i used to rap like really hard and so um just kind of how i uh, just kind of how i rapped but how i kind of adapt to it um it became uh, instead of bludgeon it became uh bled john because mm. my name is john <clears throat> and um what i really my whole goal when um when performing and speaking in front of people uh, especially when it came to creative arts was was i really wanted to pour myself out mm. and so i really wanted um my goal every single time was after somebody heard me speak they they went like oh man this guy really like poured himself out almost as if he bled himself wow so that's what yeah that's what bled john means that's that's how i came came about and so yeah bled john is man every time you hear me man i'm, I'm pouring myself out yeah yeah I, I can definitely agree with that man yeah. uh when i say <laughs> when you say pour it out you, yeah you pour it out a lot yeah um and uh i think just in the area of creativity mm-hmm. um it's often influenced by 
of what we experience in life. Yeah. You know, the trials, the, like people say, tribulations, mm. the struggle, <laughs> uh, what we go through yeah. uh, really affects what's on the inside. Yeah. And um, I think what's often on the inside has to come out. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, it feels like oftentimes it's trying to break out within yeah, you. For sure. And when you think around uh, everything that you've created, not just musically, mm-hmm. um, but even like from um, the acting side and things mm-hmm. like that, uh, where did that all come from? Sheesh. Um, well, yeah, kind of kind of like you said, um, I mean, when I think of uh, my creativity, um, it's really my process. Mm. Like this is people process things differently. Yeah. And just how they like process things in their life. How I process is I write or I make music mm-hmm. or I might act and things like that. Like that's how I maybe... You know, I, maybe I should have went to therapy, but I went to writing, wow. you know, and I went to creative arts. That was my therapy. That's how I broke down what was happening in my life so that um, um, so that I could like handle it all. Yeah. And I've just kind of poured it all going back to pouring it out. Yeah. I just kind of poured it all on on the page or in the music or in the acting and things like that. And that's mm-hmm. how I process my things. Wow. Yeah. You talk around therapy. Yeah. Um, and I think. Uh, you know, as, as people, as human beings, we always want to talk around what we're going through. Yeah. We often don't know how to share it. We don't know Correct. who to share it with. We Correct. don't know how to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so when you think around everything that you've experienced in life, mm-hmm. uh, what are some things that stand out to you when you think around, oh, man, that's what really pushed my music. That's what really Sheesh. pushed uh, what I do. Sheesh. Um, because you're from the Bay Area. I'm from the Bay Area. I mean, there's there's so many things. Um uh, sheesh. So um, before, uh, as of today, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So I, I have one album out. But okay. um, what people don't know is I probably have like four to five hundred pieces of written work, wow. right? That that just like people like aren't going to hear. So mm-hmm. I've been processing like things my whole life. So I mean, it could be anything from when, um, like <clears throat> when I was uh, when I was seventeen, you know. Um, like nine people in 11 months in my life, like passed away. Wow. And I didn't know, I mean, you're 17. I, I didn't know how to deal with that at all. Yeah. And so, um, and so the only thing I could really turn to, cause I didn't know how to talk to people about that. Like yeah. they, they weren't really dealing with that. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, uh, I mean, I just turned to writing and, and things like that. And, uh, or when dealing with uh, relationships with people, like uh, sometimes you can't talk to the person who you're in a relationship with about it because mm-hmm. you're on two different planes or maybe your friends don't understand. So I always found myself, whatever it may be, I, I could just turn to writing. So mm-hmm. if we're talking about specific things, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, like when, um, you know, my, my f- I've had so many things, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I would I would. Definitely when I was 17, when, when a lot of those people uh, passed away, like my first friend, uh, my first date, my cousins, like all these people like in the same year. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then just even like relationship things and, and just uh, just thoughts about life. Um, I always I always just kind of came back to music. Oh, that's good. Um, I mean, I think you referenced it a couple of times of mm-hmm. like pouring out. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think everything that we experience in life, especially tragedy, when you lose people in your life. Yeah. Um, they poured so much into you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. They deposited things that you didn't even realize they gave you. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you feel like uh, what you do often reflects like who they were in your mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. Um, who your family is in your mm-hmm. life, um, the people that uh, you, you call your community? Do yeah. you feel like all of that um, is encompassing what you create? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I I absolutely do think that. Uh, I mean, like in 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 my projects, I, I'm I'll be talking about uh, specific people, but I don't want to out them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I might not say names or something like that, but they know who yeah. I'm talking about. But yeah. um, no, I'm, I mean, I'm super thankful for for the friends that I have and, and the community that I have to to also help me process things in a different way. Yeah. But there's something about that alone time uh, processing and writing um, yeah. that like unless you're creative that you might not understand. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, you know, we recently lost an icon, Kobe. For sure. Um, Mamba Mentality, man. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, I actually had his book sitting on my um, on my desk, and it was kind of just like something you just looked at. It was like you've mm-hmm. never really read it. Yeah. Now I've begin, begun to kind of open it up and read yeah. it. And one thing that LeBron James said recently um, was that he was like, you know what? I want to continue the legacy, and I feel like it's my responsibility to put mm-hmm. the team on my back. Yeah. And do you feel like we have a responsibility not just to – uh, the people that um, have deposited things into our life, but man, even really our creator, do you feel like we have mm. a responsibility to um, give back, like put it out there? Because it was given to us when we were created. Yeah. Right? We never knew it was on the mm. inside of us, mm. but what we went through in life, it started to expose those things, right? Mm-hmm. It started to kind of bleed out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do you feel like it's our responsibility to put some things out there? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Um you know, sometimes, uh, especially as a creative, like sometimes like it could be somewhat lonely. Yeah. And so or at least that's how you like kind of maybe internalize it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, sometimes you might uh, doubt yourself and things like that and maybe not want to put some things out. Mm. But that might be the very key that somebody needs yeah. in order to like unlock themselves. And so, um, yeah, it's it's a disservice to not only the gift but the giver of the gift oh, that's uh, to not uh, to not create and to not uh, to not just go through the process, even though it might hurt or whatever it may be. Yeah. Like it's 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 necessary for not only you, but for so many other people that you may never even know. Oh, that's real, man. Yeah. You never know. Um, yeah. I was talking with someone at work uh, mm-hmm. literally yesterday and uh, she was going through some things and she was telling me how, you know, she was just so thankful by how much people poured into her she didn't mm-hmm. realize that she had this community uh, she often felt like she was alone mm-hmm. she was doing this by herself mm-hmm. but she realized like yeah i've got a community yeah um and it's my responsibility because of where i am because mm-hmm. of what i have mm-hmm. because of the privilege that i have mm-hmm. it's my responsibility to bring some people alongside of me For sure and to start to, to to pour out what's on the inside of me um because i think especially in the bay area right like i'm mm-hmm. a software engineer mm-hmm. and uh the money is very uh, enticing <laughs> it's like oh my gosh like yeah. i can make a lot of money i just want to do this i met some college students who are like um hey what do you want to do with your life they're like i just want to make a lot of money and <laughs> um you know it some people might see this as morbid but you can't take it with you right mm-hmm. when you die yeah. you can't take any yeah. of your money with you but mm-hmm. you can leave some things with people yeah um and often you can leave what you've created absolutely with people yeah and uh do you think it's really important to not just pour out but to also bring some people alongside of you so that they can start to understand you know what like oh i got this gift mm-hmm. um this is how i express it yeah yeah, so that's that's really interesting that you pointed that out. So um, as of late, maybe over the past like year, um, there's a phrase that I think that I came up with because I, I didn't hear anybody else say it, but it's something that's been just like in my mind, and 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 it's been a been a phrase I've really tried to live by and and just kind of walk every day by. And and what it is is I'm trying to leave a tangible legacy. Mm. And and what I mean by that is like I don't want it to just be like oh he was a good guy. 
you know, or anything like that. But like, what did you actually create for when you when you're no longer here? Mm. Um, money's great. Money's a part of it, it um, is. that you, um, you know, uh, your what you invested in can be passed down to those um, who, who are left behind. Mm-hmm. But um, but it, are there vehicles that that you've created now that can you know influence uh your family and friends even if like you're no longer here and so <clears throat> that when i when i'm going about my day i'm thinking the long run i'm i don't know what happened in the past year to mm. where like i'm now thinking of the next 35 years wow and and hopefully hopefully pray to god that you know i make it you yeah. know or in maybe it's even beyond that but I, I'm really thinking about what am I going to do the next 35 years so that when I'm gone, mm-hmm. like there's something tangible that somebody can really uh, grab a hold of. Oh, man, that's good. I think, um, you know, what's tangible is what you can hold. Yeah. Right. I can hold I can hear some music and man, mm-hmm. I can I can I can hear what maybe you've gone through or yeah. what you've experienced. Yeah. Um, and I think that's powerful. Man, mm-hmm. that's key. And I think around when I talk around experiences. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Black History Month, and oftentimes mm-hmm. in this season, people think around, you know, what kind of privilege do people have, mm-hmm. right? Like, what kind of disadvantages did I have, and what mm-hmm. kind of privilege does someone else have? Mm-hmm. And, you know, privilege, I think, is really, uh, well, oftentimes people say privilege, they say, mm-hmm. oh, man, you, you were privileged to not have experienced this mm-hmm. thing, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's crazy, because what I would say is, man, I'm privileged to have gone through this thing. Yeah. Because, man, having gone through this mm-hmm. situation, this struggle, yeah. um, and having got, gotten through it, yeah. uh, it's producing uh, the creativity within me to, yeah. to show it, to, to so express good. myself, right? Yeah. I'm going to express it through my music mm-hmm. or uh, poetry, right? Like, poetry is beautiful because you can put together words in such eloquent ways mm-hmm. in which it's not only good to hear and pleasing to the ear, but mm-hmm. it's changing your heart, right? Man. And do you think that uh, everything that you've gone through in your life, <laughs> right? Because I, I, I know your story. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It has ups and downs, right? Uh, what I like to call ebbs and flows. <laughs> and and flows um, do you feel like all of that is in your music? It's yeah. in everything that you do? Yeah. 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 That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, privilege and, 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 and struggle and, and, when I think about that, I think about, um, so kind of in my newest album that has yet to come out and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But, uh, two of the themes in that album are time and pressure Mm. and, um, what, um, what you can do in time and with pressure or what it might do to you. And it's really kind of how you see it. And so when you talk about privilege and struggle and things like that, I think about it as weight. Wow. Um, and now, uh, like, you know, that if you go to the gym Mm -hmm. and you weight train, your body has to adapt, you know, like, uh, like you will get bigger muscles and things like that. Mm -hmm. And and you'll just, you'll get stronger and things. Um, but a lot of people, when they're underweight, they stop because it's uncomfortable or they, or they don't want to, or even weights are completely uh, unknown to them. So they just stay on the cardio, but they don't know that like, yo, you need, you need this weights. Like you need it. Every single sport, like you need weights. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying you got to, you know, bench press 400 or anything like that, but like you need that resistance training in order to grow. Oh. And so, um, that's what I think of when I think of a privilege. And so at, at the time, uh, 
especially in my younger mind, I, I wasn't thinking of my situations that I went through as anything close to being privileged. Yeah. I, I thought that I was like the weirdest kid in the world because <laughs> I'm like, who has a life like this? Yeah. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it and, and just going through it, um, now it's like, okay, now I'm running, running to the process. Mm. Like I'm not, I'm not running from it. I'm really like, let's go through this process, whatever it may feel like, or however long it may be or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm willing and able and and I'm going to see it through. Oh, it's going to produce something. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the album. Okay. Which um, one? So we're going to talk around the first album okay, first. For sure. Uh, that was around the time I first met you. Mm -hmm. I remember the listening party. Um, for the album, the yeah. popular popular loner, yeah, and uh, it's a very interesting title. <laughs> uh, tell me about that title. What mm. what did it mean? Like, what mm. were you going through then? All right, so about the title. So there's there's a line in in the album that says um, there's a phrase that says it's awkward when you're popular mm -hmm. but feel like you're the opposite. And essentially, what the album was about was a. Uh, Okay, so they see me as this. Yeah. But I see me as this. But because they don't see me as this, like, I'm just going to give them that because that's how they see me anyways. Wow. And so it was battling that, those thoughts, as well as um, the whole album was kind of about, not kind of, the whole album was about identity mm -hmm. and the lost identity and the redemption of the identity which was lost. And so from the start to the finish, it was a journey on um, just what I thought about myself yeah. and, and just my, my thoughts and and just ultimately coming to a, a place of, um, you know, really, uh, really redemption and just, you know, my uh, what what I view myself called as and and just my relationship with God and things like that. Just yeah. the whole journey of, um, yeah, just just what I thought of and, and about myself and, and who I am and who I'm called to be. Yeah. Mm. There's um, two songs that are one of my favorite songs. Now. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. Mm -hmm. um, it's communion. Yeah. And Passover. Those yeah. are the last two songs on yeah. the album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Cassie joy, right? Cassie joy. Cassie man. joy. One of my favorite people. It was sure. man. And, and Frederick Alexander. Frederick. Uh, that's the homie. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I loved about um, communion, mm -hmm. um, I want to say, I'm probably going to butcher this, but sure. um, Frederick says, hungry for a meal, um, longing to be filled. Um, what's the last word? Um, <laughs> man, it's your song. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, it's uh, Bread of Life Revealed. Yeah. There I'm we go. never thirsting again. Oh, man. And um, when I hear that, mm -hmm. Um, it kind of gives me a sentiment like we all are longing to be filled with something, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Um, and maybe you don't know this. I don't know what most people believe in, mm -hmm. um, but um, just even in my faith, I know mm -hmm. that oftentimes we're longing to know our creator. Sure. Like we're longing to know, hey, what 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 is my identity? Yeah. Talk around yeah, the yeah. album being about identity. Like yeah. what is my identity? Yeah. Um, which draws out that creativity because, mm -hmm. man, you didn't realize you were longing for your creator. Yeah. And when you get to know your creator, Absolutely. he reminds you, yo, you you are a creator too. Yeah. Um, and so was that like? Did that play into what <laughs> you put into the album? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That, that's, a, that's a good breakdown. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I wrote the album. So that, that hook is you hear, uh, hungry for a meal, longing to be filled, bread of life revealed. Yeah. Um, when I pinned those words to have uh, Frederick sing, he was the perfect one to sing it. Yeah. For, you know, but, um, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, in the album, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, 
uh, longing for these different things. I'm yeah. longing for, you know, money and, 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 you know, situations and, and girls and different things like that. Cause I think that that's what will make me whole. Mm-hmm. But, um, going to that song communion, I think it's probably the most important song on the album. Um, just because like, that's the aha moment, mm. uh, that the bread that I've been, you know, longing for this whole time was different bread than I thought of. Wow. Um, so I thought of like, you know, if I can, well, really started off the album with me being hungry yeah. with, with donuts and things like that. I really wanted to get like actually tangible food. But in order to get tangible food, you need money. Mm. And so like those kind of things. And so I needed bread and I needed to get bread to get bread. But then once it comes to communion time, it was like, oh, there was this other bread, mm. this this bread of life that... I wasn't really focused on at all. Yeah. But that's, you know, um, in, in the word it says that man doesn't live on bread alone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there's, there's a whole nother bread that I didn't, uh, that I wasn't really living in mm-hmm. that I needed to experience. And, and that's, that's kind of, that was the purpose of communion. Wow. It's like coming into this union of, of, uh, yeah. Longing and really taking a part of this uh, bread of life. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that's powerful, bro. Uh, when I think around bread, um, there's this poem I used to share a lot. Uh, it was called um, TV Box. And mm-hmm. um, it talks around, like, my reality exists inside of my TV box, right? Mm. And But I don't like what I see. And oftentimes, like, when people see you, they only see what they think you're supposed to yeah, be, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, later on in the poem, it says, you know what? Like, I know exactly what I'm going to be when I grow up. I'm going to mm-hmm. be a ball player mm-hmm. slash rapper slash actor slash whatever it takes <laughs> me to get that dough. Mm, um, yeah. And I'm sick. And I don't want to study algebra because I'm just trying to get that money, get them stacks, that long bread, that dope, the fettuccine. Mm. And I just don't <laughs> see how studying stats or equations are going to get me. Benjamin's like under three stacks. It's like Facts. dope, right? Yeah. And so... But I think often a limiting factor when it comes to creating mm-hmm. and jumping into things that might be scary, mm-hmm. right, is money. Yeah, right? for sure. Money is, yeah. man, it gives us happiness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It pays for happiness. Yeah. It uh, provides the things that we need in yeah. life, right? Yeah. Like physical bread. Yeah. Um, you talked around, you know, one of the first songs on the album being donuts, right? Like Correct. you wanted something physical. Yeah. Um, how was that um, process of being an artist, mm-hmm. but also trying to survive and live? Um, in the everyday world, right? Because Sheesh. oftentimes when, you know, you're launching new albums and you're independent artists, mm-hmm. like you're not getting, you know what I'm saying, like these million dollar checks. Nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to start something from the ground up. It's yeah. like being, you are an entrepreneur. You're yeah. starting something. Yeah. You're starting your own brand. Yeah. Like how do you, how do you do it, man? I mean, yeah, I have a full-time job yep. <laughs> for one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not signed or anything like that. Um, I have no deal. I'm self-published. Yeah. And so, um, everything literally came from, <laughs> from my full-time job. I would go to my full-time job and then, um, I would come home at night and work on music. Mm. Um, or I would be, you know, uh, volunteering at church or something like that. Um, yeah. And so music has to fit in my schedule of things I'm it's not like I'm doing it full time and so um the it, you have to become very intentional mm. because like there really is no budget like there's no a uh, label behind you here like here's your budget for for the album yeah um, here's here's what you're allowed it's like no like hey John what is your budget mm. <laughs> mm. and so uh, what can you tangibly do and so 
honestly, in, in the first album, I just did what I tangibly could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I was a part of every process. Uh, obviously, I wrote all the songs, um, recorded it all at the house. Yeah. Um, my brother uh, mixed the songs. I was there in every single mixing session. Wow. I, I contacted the album uh, illustrator, um, uh, and she's from Australia, and I contacted her. Um, we come in with an agreement. Um, I, for the pressing of the albums, I went down to the CD manufacturer myself and I walked around with the CEO myself and inspected all the equipment and, and was like, okay, now this is legit. I wanted to be a part of every single process. Um, just because like, it's not like somebody else is taking care of it for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's mine. And so I wanted to be very intentional with everything that I did when it came down to a college radio. I'm the one who reached out. There is no PR team. Mm. It's me. (laughs) I'm the one who reached out. And thankfully, um, they liked the album and and we came with agreement. And just like every part of it was uh, how do you balance um, life and music? You kind of don't there. It's 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 impossible, really. Yeah. And so what you have to do is when you have that time, be very intentional, go 100 percent because you can't really at at work you can't balance work and music at work because you're working exactly so while you're at work give 100 percent when you're done okay now now what are you gonna do and so in the process of making that album i looked at time differently man like i I kind of pulled back off of like watching a lot of tv and things Mm -hmm. like that i actually during the creation of the popular loner i did not watch tv or listen i don't even think i listened to outside music for like six months wow yeah did you feel like it was just gonna affect what you were putting out there i did because it was my first album yeah and so like i didn't want anything else influencing what i was going to create because Mm -hmm. it it was very specific and i needed it to be mine and and it needed to be a certain way and so i didn't want it to be really influenced by by anybody else like Mm. there's a lot of great artists and i love them (laughs) i listen to them and and they make amazing music and things like that and a lot of great tv shows and and movies but i didn't want that to bleed into my art Mm. i just wanted it to be come from me and it to be pure and so um things are different now but for that first album i just i needed it to be a certain way that's crazy i think um silence is everything sometimes Mm. like we don't like to be silent we don't even like Mm. to sit still when you sit still and you're silent, uh, yeah. all you got is your thoughts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and your creator. Facts. And uh, that's when you start to think like all these things that you didn't realize were yeah. on the inside of you. Yeah. You start putting it together and mm. um, you start to think around your life and yeah. what you're doing and where you're headed. Yeah. And what's really important mm. you know, is my family, is my friends, is yeah. uh, what I'm creating and producing in mm-hmm. life you know, what's really important. Yeah. And, um, your last album, your first album, the popular loner yeah. came out at the end of 2015. Yeah. November right? 20th, 2015. I remember <laughs> it, man. I barely even knew you. I was like, man, who's this kid? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. here we are, um, a little under five years later, mm-hmm. um, in 2020, 2020. And you're about to literally release your next album. Yep. It's called worth the wait. Worth the wait. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm interested because we've been waiting <laughs> Uh, yeah. for a while now <laughs> and you were in a life stage then yep you're in a new life stage now yeah and when you think around a new album mm-hmm. when did really the process begin to start mm. putting that album together yeah that's that's good because question. sometimes you're you're putting the lyrics together well before you even like put it on a master mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. yeah i think for me or at least kind of how um how i put albums together 
and and we'll we'll just talk about this one but um for me it, the concept comes first like what mm-hmm. am i trying to say before lyrics come like i don't i don't stress the words because they'll come yeah um you you talked about silence and that's so key um i kind of have this phrase amongst myself it's a hey, hurry up and be quiet wow um because really in silence that's when you can hear the best and so it's like, man, if, if everything's so busy, like you can never hear. And so like if you can't hear, then you can't write anything. And so it's just hurry up and be quiet. Then like the creativity flows. So with this album, um, it was it was kind of when I was approaching 30. I was about 29 and some change, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I just thought about just the next stage of my life and just kind of what I was naturally feeling um, when I when I was, you know, 29 and some things. Uh, I just one of the things was like, man, I feel like I'm running out of time. Mm. Just a natural feeling of like, man, I'm running out of time. Um, you know, um, like you can't play around anymore. Like, you know, where's the wifey at? You know, all of these like things mm-hmm. that just like, I, I wasn't thinking about that before. And then it was just like overnight, these thoughts and these feelings started just coming to me yeah. of like just time and um, just relationships and things like that and just growth and, and things. And so, that's what started so i would say um i think it was uh so i I had this song uh, this lucy song that i don't think a lot of people even heard but (laughs) this song called uh leap of faith and um and so when i released that song i really felt as though that song really could have been a full album yeah um and i was like man like if if i expand that thought and and i and kind of in that um it really uh it kind of really made me kind of go on this super long tangent of a thought. Mm-hmm. And so probably it's been like for a little bit over two years that I've been kind of thinking or slash working on this album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah. And so here we are, new album. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recently just had your listening party. Yep. Um, a lot of people heard it. What was the reaction? Oh, man. Yeah, the reaction was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was it was a listening party specifically for creatives um because similar to yourself like i have a heart for creatives mm-hmm. and so I, I just wanted creatives in the room to that they could hear it first and that was part of my vision for making it mm-hmm. um was not only that they would just hear the album but maybe it would spark some, something in them and so um yeah the reaction was great they gave me a yeah great feedback and and i think that they, it touched them in a, in a special way so hopefully there will be a lot of creativity uh happening for not just myself but yeah, a whole, whole group of people yeah. for 2020. I sent you a, a tweet and because yeah. uh, <laughs> I was watching a video from the listening party. I didn't get yeah. to make it. And yeah. uh, one of your friends is kind of speaking around his reaction to your music yeah. and what it's done for him. Yeah. You're standing next to him <laughs> and uh, you got a red shirt on. Yeah. And you're like, you're just standing there just kind of receiving it. Mm-hmm. And last week, 50 Cent uh, received his star <laughs> on the Walk of Fame. And uh, he's standing there. And Eminem is giving him his feedback and mm-hmm. praise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is too similar. <laughs> Y'all both got red shirts on. This is <laughs> yeah, this is a foreshadow, bro. Because yeah. what you're putting out there is nothing short of amazing. Man, appreciate um, it. You know, when you talk around a leap of faith, um, yeah. the nerd in me goes back to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> and uh, one of the best animated films. Mm. If you've never seen it, you yeah, got to see it. Really but um it is because like you got miles morales Mm -hmm. and um the whole movie he's trying to um once he starts to realize he's got powers and Mm -hmm. um he's the new Mm spider-man he's trying he's trying to live up to this this uh legacy that he feels like he's supposed to live up to 
but it's also causing him to be fearful of actually stepping into yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, um, the original Spider-Man tells him like, hey, it's it's all a leap of faith. Yeah. It's just a leap of faith. Yeah. And when you think around your music, yeah, um, how hard was it? Or really even just this, this current album, mm. how hard was it just to do it? Because the hardest part Sheesh. is just starting off. Yeah. Sheesh. It's that leap. Yeah. Yeah, this album was it was it was a it was different than the first one. So with the popular loner, I I in order to complete it, I kind of blocked out the world mm-hmm. for for five and a half months. Like you really couldn't get a hold of me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless unless you saw me at church, unless you saw me at work, uh, you did not see me. Wow! Like for five and a half months, I mean, I closed the blinds. Like it was just I was in my back cave, right? Mm. Uh, with this one, um, I didn't want to do that. I yeah. still wanted to be part of society in order to make it so with that comes some challenges mm-hmm. because somehow you have to once again we talked about balance yep. um balancing your social life and your work and things like that and so um and not only that then there's like life things that happen mm-hmm. like you know uh, things that really might affect you and so um i think the thing that was difficult this time wasn't really telling the story of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, which it was in the first album. This time it was just going through the process and kind of the longevity of it. Mm-hmm. Um because um yeah, it's been it's been a thought of mine and kind of in the works for like two years when the popular loner it was like, okay, you have six months to do this album mm-hmm. and, you know, shut everything down. So that that was the tough part is just keeping keeping the uh the energy and the motivation uh through time and does do i still feel the same do i even want to put it out um Mm. but thankfully um thankfully two things one is every time i kept going back to the music because i would take breaks of like i would write then like two weeks later i haven't written a single thing and so uh but then when i would come back to the music I felt refreshed Mm. and it still felt right. And so I was like, okay, it's still right. It's still relevant because there's windows like does, does is what I'm talking about. Is it even going to be relevant or things like that? And so that was a fear of mine. Like, okay, I'm making this album. Like, does it even matter? You know, or, or am I making something that's long lasting? Yeah. And so every single time I kept coming back, I still felt great about it. Mm -hmm. And also I had some good people in my corner to kind of continue to encourage me and just tell me that it's, not only the music is great, but just that it's bigger than myself. Like we talked about earlier in this interview is um, mm-hmm. it's not it's not up to me. Like I actually have to do this album because of like what am I do for other people? Um, I'm I'm obviously doing it for me, but it's like you can't give up on it now because like you you, you could be stopping so many people's growth mm-hmm. by by you stopping. And so that's what kind of kept me going. Wow. Um, my wife, uh, you know her, she's amazing. Shout out to Terry. Yes. Shout out to Terry. (laughs) She, um, when I started doing this podcast, um, it was one of those like new year's resolutions. I'm gonna Mm. do a podcast. Yeah. 12 months go by (laughs) and like, all right, before the end of the year goes by, I got to do this thing. And she asked me, you know, what's your target audience and, Mm. uh, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And, um, my response was that I don't really know if i have a target audience yet. Yeah. like i don't know who it's gonna reach yeah um i just kind of want to put something out there yeah right like i think you know in, in the world today everyone's got a podcast everyone's got podcasts everyone's yeah. got an album mm-hmm. uh you go to la everybody's an actor yeah and um but I, 
I think for me, I'm just trying to mm-hmm. figure out, you know what, like, what am I supposed to put out there? Yeah. And what are people going to catch? Yeah. You talk about being relevant. Yeah. Like what we what we put out there, the music, uh, the lyrics, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're doing visual art, whatever you're putting mm-hmm. out there. It has to be relevant to what people are going through Facts. because people are going to connect with yes, that, right? Yes, yes. You know, there's there's power and diversity, and the world has so many different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I look at artists today, and you look at Beyonce, somebody like Beyonce, mm-hmm. right? She can go to Paris, mm-hmm. packed out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She can go to Malaysia, yeah, packed out. Yeah, you're like, how are you reaching all these people? I got a mm-hmm. friend who loves K-pop. Yeah, and I'm pretty BTS. sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure like people like BTS was yeah. like, uh, man, I don't think American people are gonna receive yeah. this well, and yeah. boom, they come to America Crazy. and packed out stadiums, stadiums, right? Yeah. And so when you think around um, what you're what you're creating mm-hmm. and isn't relevant, mm-hmm. um, what is relevance for you? Mm. Wow, that's this guy's coming up with the question. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, so in my to be fair in my first album i um i didn't know if it would relate to anybody to be honest with you i was i was shocked that people came back and and said that what i said like is what they've been feeling for a long time but they just couldn't explain it like that was shocking to me because i I just it was so personal i was like i don't know if anyone's even gonna like it Mm. that was that but you know it was so thankfully uh people did (laughs) but uh this one um, is more so about an album about me and relationships. Mm-hmm. So why I think that it's relevant is because um, it's literally like exact, like it's stories um, that I'm dealing with, with friends or mm-hmm. relationships and things like that. And, uh, and some of the subjects that I'm trying to tackle is still conversations that's happening like right now and it hasn't changed. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, well, how can I, how can I add to this conversation in a different light um, to where, and I think t- two other things going back to the theme of time and pressure, time and pressure is something you're always going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so um, like, I think it's in a way a forever concept. And so it's always going to be relevant in some way, yeah. even though that, yeah, these stories, you know, 10 years from now, they, they might be old stories, but the value in the story will mm. always be relevant. That's real. Yeah. Um, so your album is called worth the weight. Yes. Right. Most people are thinking W A I T, but it's W E I G H T. Yes. Right. The weight is weighty, and even yeah. in the conversation or being relevant, yeah. Um, I think relevance has everything to do with authenticity. Yeah. Right. Like how authentic are you? Yes. Um, and so in this album, uh, all the weight that you're talking about. Yeah. Is it your weight? Mm. Is it all your weight? Is it the weight that somebody else put on? Mm. Um. Are you also sharing the weight of other people, like what mm. they what they have on, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm okay. saying, their bar in the gym? Like what <laughs> what weight do you feel like is being expressed in this, this album? Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm telling very um I'm telling definitely very personal stories to where like people can uh, hear and hopefully feel my weight. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time like I'm giving, you know, the perspectives of the other people as yeah. well um with, you know, trying to say say not too many names right but uh you know um but just tell their story as well and so it's not just my way you can kind of see it all the way around and just what people might be thinking or dealing with um in the stories that i'm trying to tell Mm. and um and so yeah i think yeah it's it's kind of all the way around um just the weight of of people and um and what they're willing to go through and 
And is it worth it at the end of the day? Because the, the thing is, it's like, if there was a question of the album, the question of the album would be, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Whatever you may have to go through or, you know, things like that. And maybe some things aren't, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe you need to like get out of that, you know, situation, but maybe uh, in the process of that weight, maybe something fruitful will produce, mm-hmm. but you have to see it in a certain way. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's some of my weight. It's some of the weight of uh, other people. So mm-hmm. yeah, kind of uh, all the way around. Wow. Yeah. You talk around, you said good people in your corner earlier yeah um man how's important how important is it to have the right people in your corner right and i'm not just talking around people who are like oh man it's so good yeah i love what you're putting out there it's yeah. amazing right like yeah. just fueling you up gassing you yeah. up right like how important is it to have people in your corner that are mm-hmm. going to give you real feedback um encourage you inspire you but also like push you yeah yeah no it's 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 imperative um so uh, the person who mixed this album, this upcoming album, is uh, Matt Eisland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you shout know, out to Matt. Yeah, shout out to Matt. And, you know, uh, pretty good audio. Shout out to Matt. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he, if, if it wasn't for Matt, I'm not saying the album wouldn't be coming out, but it definitely wouldn't be done by now. Mm. Um, and so, and it's not, it was more so not just about a music thing. Like when we would meet up, and like okay let's meet because we wouldn't be together for months Mm -hmm. and then like okay let's meet and i would think that we were meeting about the project and about music but it wouldn't be it would just be about life and it would be because last year was a crazy year for me as well and so um he just checking on me as as a man as a friend uh things like that and um and just kind of him speaking to me I thought, you know, once again, it was going to be more technical. Mm -hmm. Um, What could I do better in that aspect? But it's really, no, he was, uh, you know, planting seeds in me, just just human to human. And so it it was imperative or or you or Frederick, you know, we talked about, you know, guys like that. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, or or Jeff Fung, you know, there's there's people who um, have definitely been in my corner this whole time. And and they aren't yes men. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think that anybody who's like real can uh, sniff out a yes man yeah and so um um, that's not what you need it's really uh people who will just uh speak the potential in you yeah and speak the truth in you and 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 allow you to see with with a different lens and maybe you're not seeing right now and 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 uh, it's it's super important yeah we don't we don't need fake people in our life like i need real people facts and real people go through real things and real people have real feedback Mm. you know look at kevin hart um, love mm. him or hate him, he's got he's got the grind, man. Yeah. And um, he was I was watching his uh, documentary on Netflix. Yeah, I just finished it. And yeah. uh, oh, it's an amazing documentary. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's everything is on the table, literally. Sheesh. And uh, I, there was one of the episodes where he was on a plane. And he got into a big argument with one with his yeah. uh, his gym gym Boss. coach. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, one of his really good friends, mm-hmm. and they got into it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like that's literally me and my friends mm-hmm. when we're so real with each other mm-hmm. that. Uh, we've got conflicting views <laughs> or we say the wrong thing to each mm-hmm. other and then boom, yeah, we get into this big argument or this mm-hmm. big fight. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things, things like a lot of men do is yeah. just, we just forget about it. Yeah. Drop it on the table. Yeah. And uh, it kind of just becomes part of like our story mm-hmm. and uh, what we create. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that, you know, what you're creating mm-hmm. um, is very reminiscent of the people who mm-hmm. are in your life mm-hmm. um, and the people that are inspiring you. Um, but ultimately, I think it's um, a reflection of your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you think around your faith, mm-hmm. um, 
what do you feel like is the biggest thing that you're, uh, or really your 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 biggest goal when it comes to sharing your faith through your music? Mm. Because uh, as a believer, mm-hmm. um, someone who sh- creates things that can seem very uh, on the surface, like oh, this is a Christian album. Mm-hmm. Um, your desire, I don't think, is so much to say, okay, you know, I'm a Christian artist or mm-hmm. I'm a Christian rapper, yeah. right? It's kind of like Lecrae. Like, I'm yeah. not that. I'm just a rapper. I'm just an yeah. artist. Um, but I can't help but share yeah. what I believe in the yeah. words that I what in the words that I say. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like is your ultimate goal in which you want to share through mm. your music? Mm. <laughs> like, what are you trying to share, man? Yeah, that's 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 good. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I don't really put a label upon myself mm-hmm. um, as far as like a Christian rapper or even a rapper. I, I don't go around telling people that I'm a rapper. Like, mm-hmm. I because I, I think that, like you said earlier, like man, everybody's a rapper. Now, right, we got know? SoundCloud so rappers. It's man. just like, yeah, it's it just to me that even sounds corny. Like, hey, my name is John. I'm a rapper. Like, it just sounds corny. However, uh, if you were to talk to me, you would know how passionate I am about it. And so, in my actual music. If we talk about the first album, the first album was really my testimony up to the point of mm-hmm. when God really changed my heart. He changed my heart in that song, Communion. Um, that's kind of what the song was. It was a heart transformation. And leading up to that song, you you get the whole testimony, and then God changed my heart, and things mm-hmm. were different. In this album, um, I, I want to really uh, tell people, um, give people hope, and and it's, it's going to be different than the Poppy Lunar. The Poppy Lunar was what it was, but uh, this one's this one's different. So how can I tell how can I tell a story, but like um, really give people who may not even believe, still give them hope and still mm-hmm. give them like maybe they're using terms now that they've never used. Maybe they're using like faith. And you know, I was just talking with today mm-hmm. about uh, to someone who they're they're not a believer, mm-hmm. but they're like, hey, can you pray for me? Like I'm gonna need like um, this is a big leap of faith. Like they were using those wow. terms, and I'm like, is that a coincidence? Yeah. But like, and and they don't even believe. But it's just like I think the way that you live uh, should be able to rub off. And so um, this is an album, um, to, to be flat out honest, like I don't say Jesus's name throughout the entire album, mm-hmm. you know, but the values of what I'm talking about, um, faith, trust and love. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's something that everybody can grab a hold of. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's kind of how I'm going about it, because if I'm just being flat out honest, like most of my friends don't aren't they aren't believers yeah so how can i speak to them in a way that they'll understand Mm -hmm. like believers will know like if in the popular loner like you'll you'll understand some of the scriptural references i'm talking about and in the Mm -hmm. popular loner when i'm saying prodigal obviously you correlate it to the prodigal son but it's Mm -hmm. like no like that whole song was about just prodigal prodigal son like you know most of that um story is about that guy wilding you know yeah and so um but this one I really wanted to, um, how can I talk to both sides without alienating a group? Yeah. And so, um, I'm just, I'm just being myself and we're just going to have these real conversations Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and faith, having faith, um, faith, um, in something higher than yourself, faith in, in yourself, like having belief in yourself that you're, you're able, Mm -hmm. um, having trust and these things like, um, if you're going to have a conversation with me, like, and, and it's going to be more than about sports and the weather, then, um, then hopefully we get to that level. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, as you share what's on the inside again, um, you never know what people are going to catch. Mm-hmm. And 
if it's authentic and it's real, mm-hmm. it's going to hit those things that people were longing for, yeah. the answers that, well, really the questions that people had, it's going to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start to feel like, yo, you were reading my diary. <laughs> um, you didn't even realize that everything that you were saying was everything that I needed to mm-hmm. hear. And I think ultimately, um, you know, believer or non-believer, yeah. um, and we're meant to get what's on the inside. Yeah on the outside yeah. so that people can catch it yeah. and we can change somebody's life facts um, because we're meant to leave uh, you know our hearts with people yeah and our hearts are honestly what uh, God gave us mm-hmm. as a as a tool to reach more hearts yeah and um, I think everything you're doing in your music is going to be just that for people yeah it's going to change their life it's going to change somebody's life yeah um, and it's going to be worth the weight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write that down. It just came together. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, kind of getting away from music. Mm-hmm. Um, what what else are you cooking, man? What else uh, mm-hmm. do you have your hands in? Um, mm-hmm. Because one mu- music is really just one side of yeah. uh, creativity for you. It's yeah. just one part of the creative side. Like, mm-hmm. what else do you have your hands into? What else is like, you know, I, I want to do this. Uh, I want to see where this goes. I, I mean, like, I, I definitely have dreams of some things, but, and there's some things that, that I've done. I mean, um, if you go to a church with myself, uh, mm-hmm. you may have seen me uh, act somewhat yep. uh, on on stage yep. around Christmas, Christmas time, yep. you know, things like that. We um, were on stage once together. Yes, we were. That was a really good play. Man. <laughs> that was a really good That one. was like, man, we need to. Yeah, that one actually had bars. Like, uh, <laughs> one of the, that, the, I think it was like the second and third year. It's like that one yeah. actually had real bars, like in it. bars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, acting. Um, I, t- I take I take acting um, as serious as I take um, you know, music. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I just really try to. Um, some people think of um, acting as um, the hardest part is um, is memorizing the lines. Like, mm-hmm. how can you memorize all those lines yeah. and things like that? But that's really not the hardest part. Like, that's that's literally step one. If you can't memorize the lines, then you can't act. Mm. <laughs> like, like if, or I mean, you could ad lib or whatever, but yeah. it's still, it's kind of like if you can't write, then mm-hmm. you're you're going to be limited, mm. you know. So, anyways, so memorizing the lines uh, and acting isn't isn't the hard part. It's really the character development, like you know, uh, like how much time do you put in, like after practice, because wow. really practice is for the other actors mm-hmm. to act off each other. But like that time, that alone time of like character development. So, I mean, I would I would literally like be in my room and like envision the stage and yeah. like what steps am I going to take in order to do this? And how am I going to look and facial expressions, all those things. And mm-hmm. That's how I like, you know, if I'm acting, that's how intentional I am with mm-hmm. acting. Um, um, I would love a dream of mine. I, I would love to be like an A&R, mm. you know excuse me and um i think i think that's still in 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 play mm-hmm. but uh but yeah i just um i find that over the past few years i've just kind of been right about a lot of things as yeah. far as music like when i hear an artist i'm like oh this this person has something like they have it and yeah. then sure enough they end up like you know being the next you know artist mm-hmm. or whatever it may be and so um yeah i i've kind of I've just kind of had my ears just been, I just go off my ear, not mm-hmm. even what I see or anything like that. I just off my ear and, and I feel like I've been right. And so I would, I would love to um, work with some artists or mm-hmm. developing some, some artists and really bringing out creatives um, 
because I can write for whoever I could write singing I could, you know whatever it may be and yeah. so like I would I would love to do that like have um a few artists that I really develop um so there's that um there might be me you might hear me on a movie soon mm-hmm. things like Come that on. I don't know how much I, I can, I can <laughs> really say about that but uh nah there's a yeah there's a movie uh in the works and and a contract has been sent um and so yeah and it's signed and everything like that sent back so i mean it's already like there Mm -hmm. hopefully everything makes a final cut Mm -hmm. but um i mean it's it's probably gonna happen and i think it i think the movie's supposed to be out this year yeah so um yeah i don't want to like you know jinx it (laughs) or whatever so i don't know if uh i don't know if uh, i can really say the title or anything but uh but hopefully hopefully um you guys will hear me on a movie as well so uh, all things creative, mm-hmm. um, I, would, I would love to uh, really just. Yo, that's a name for something. All things creative. Man. You know, I was thinking about all things considered. That's on NPR. <laughs> um, and now you said all, all things, things creative. Oh, oh we, we we trademarking that. Yeah, we are, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I need a royalty off of that. Oh, my yeah, gosh. So many things happen around uh, this table, bro. We, we, um, we recently started doing this thing, uh, Bruh Brunch. Bruh Brunch, man. Um, the realest People are like, yo, what is, what is that, man? Yeah. And it's just a bunch of brothers around the table facts um just talking about real things yeah uh originally it started with just three like black brothers yeah uh, and then we opened up the table <laughs> got real diverse and um oh yeah. man i love i love all the conversations we have man. and i feel like so many things are birthed at that table facts. man um uh, and some good brunch yeah last time my wife cooked us some brunch yeah, she did. i was like let's go she's yeah. she's from the south man yeah. she really from <laughs> chicago but she's from the south and she'd be throwing now yeah um but um, you know, and today you made me get us. Um, I got me a chai latte, and you got yourself um, a caramel Car- macchiato. Yeah, uh, like that. I felt real weird <laughs> ordering that at Starbucks. <laughs> Can we just get two pumps of yeah. uh, <laughs> espresso? But um, before we leave, man, yeah. um, you know, I talked about bread brunch. Um, yeah. How important do you think it is to get into an atmosphere of creativity so that it can fuel the creativity within you? Yeah, man, it's. It's super important. Um, yeah. So speaking of bread brunch and then speaking of uh, something else, but along the lines of bread brunch, bread brunch, um, I think that us three, the original three, mm-hmm. like we needed that. Yeah. Um, we not only needed that to like just catch up with one another because um, we're all, you know, everybody's so busy, especially in the Bay. Yeah. You're always doing something. Always doing something. And so uh, just having a timeout to where let's let's set aside like two hours or whatever it may be. Maybe it's probably longer if it's, mm-hmm. you know, us three. But um, really setting aside that time and just being in- intentional uh, of growing one another. Yeah. Um, and so also us being creatives it's um it's it's so important because i mentioned earlier a lot of times um creators creatives um it it could mainly feel like you're doing it by yourself Mm. and like and or that like some people don't understand because they don't understand (laughs) like they just like if if you're not a creative you might be talking a different language and Mm -hmm. things like that and so it's just hard to kind of um converse or relate and and it just seems like you're the oddball out um but getting around creatives is so important because then you can see that um not only that you're not alone but it's like oh man then then growth happens and, mm-hmm. and inspiration happens and, and rejuvenation like all of these things can happen with just like setting aside time for for a brunch and, mm-hmm. and it's even why um i still have to formulate it um 
far out, but uh, yeah, I, I recently uh, put up money um, uh, at the end of last year. I put up money for uh, for what I want really to be like a creative community almost, yeah. and and it's a uh, it's gonna be called or it's it's called because i already have it you oh, know. Well, you can share it cause it's yours now. <laughs> yeah it's mine <laughs> yes yeah. yeah, it's, it's it's called a uh, filled of dreams mm. yeah and um and i even like put up money like like filled filled mm. yeah like filled not filled like mm-hmm. i couldn't do that you yeah. know but uh filled mm-hmm. um because there's so many creatives who are filled of all of these dreams mm-hmm. but for whatever reason they're not like um really uh acting in it consistently Mm -hmm. or maybe it's dormant dreams and things like that and so like i wanted to really uh start really just kind of like hey i'm 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 laying a stake in the ground like you know if you see me like you're creative like we're we're gonna create Mm -hmm. and and really i want i want to draw just creativity out of people not for me yeah like really just for them and so a big part of um you know even this album is like okay if i can use this album for for creatives and they see it and like oh man he did it not only before but he did it twice and Mm -hmm. it's better this time like oh i really can do it yeah and um and collaboration and things like that just not letting uh creatives uh just be in the silence for too long yeah and so um so yeah man that's 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 a big part of my heart so i think it's super important um yeah yeah that's exciting man i think uh 2020 really going to produce some things. I know everyone says like 2020 is going to be the best year. It's a new decade. Um, but I don't know about the best year, but I do know mm-hmm. it's going to be um, a fruitful year. Yeah. It's going to produce some things. Yeah. And uh, man, if anyone is hearing this podcast and they need anything to leave away with, um, pour out what's on the inside. Facts. You know what? Like God is going to fill you up with some things. Um, life is going to fill you up with some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but pour it out. Yeah. Pour it out for somebody else. Yeah. Um, pour it out for the homies, but like, <laughs> um, get it out, get it out there. Um, because, uh, man, like you, you're hungry for something and you got filled up, yeah. um, and somebody else is longing for something and hungry yeah. for something. And it's your job as a creator to put it out there, get it on the table, yeah. somebody else to eat, um, and also get filled up. So, yeah. um, man, thank you, John, for jumping on the podcast, bro. Appreciate you having me, man. Um, this went way uh, straightforward than I thought it was going to go. <laughs> we can talk around so many things, man. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think this is going to bless somebody and I encourage so, them. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for the new album, mm-hmm. uh, when's it come out? I don't have a date yet. Okay. Um, but um, It's I coming should, soon. Yeah, it's coming very soon. Very like, soon. So uh, by the time we, we hear this podcast, it might already be out. May, maybe. So definitely within the within the next like six weeks, yeah. it'll be out. So um, I don't I don't know exactly when. I'll know more in the next couple of days, yeah. which by the time you hear this, I would have known. So, exactly. So I would have already announced it. But if, if you are, um, you know, interested in hearing the next album or even the previous one or both, um yeah my on social media you can uh, find me at b l e d j o n 510 cuz mm-hmm. i'm from the east bay born and raised <laughs> and um and so those are all things social media and you can look me up on uh, you know spotify apple music and all that stuff my artist name is bled john b l e d j o n let's go man um well thank you again brother appreciate it um on to the next one on to all the next things yeah. um and i believe the album will definitely be worth the wait <laughs> Um, and, uh, I think you're going to walk away just seeing everyone's experiences from it. And you're going to say, yeah, it definitely was worth the wait. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, Coffee and Chai. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, share with your friends or family as we plan to release new episodes every other Thursday to end your week off 
right. If you have any questions or comments, be sure to hit me up on social media, on Instagram or Twitter, RobG1906. But again, thank you for checking us out, and we'll catch you next time.